You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Is we ready? Yep. We is ready. And folks, welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode two, two, one. Nothing else. That's it. I'm sorry. That was kind of a letdown. I just went through it like that. Um, uh, we have a special guest with us this week. We have the returning from her whirlwind tour and engagement in Chicago as a lecturer par excellence. Uh, my French sucks. We have with us as a visiting podcaster, Miss Melissa Davis, otherwise known as the Mac Mommy. Hey, Melissa. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Wow. Good to be here. Thanks for that wonderful intro. You should have been on the stage at MacStock. Uh, yeah. I wish you I had. Been there. You should have been there. You should have been there. I w- really wish I had. Although I am getting some Mac stock stuff. Stock yeah? Stuff. Yeah. Jody, I, I talked to Jody. This is a couple days before the conference. She picked me up one of the scarves. Yes, yeah, she did. I was there. In fact, she was obsessing over it. She's like, I got to get a Kevin's scarf. I got to get Kevin's scarf. <laughs> <laughs> and then I happened to be talking to Mike on Twitter and uh, Mike Potter. Um, and he's sending me, it ships tomorrow, a Mac Stock mug. Nice, nice. So, so I don't think the t-shirts come in programmer size, so I didn't order one. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah. yeah. But, good, good stuff. You guys got to go next year. Got to save them for next year. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to start saving now, because I, I like a few weeks ago when Elisa was on the show, uh, and big shout out to Elisa again. She, uh, again, her and I, I, it was such a pleasure to get to meet her in person uh, last week. So I was thinking about that again, really a real highlight of the summer. How'd you guys end up meeting up? What was the occasion? Oh, she, oh, thanks for listening to the show last week, Melissa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, well, you know, or, I, I mean, a little busy. <laughs> uh, Elisa uh, was helping her son move from North Carolina to Virginia and they were dry after they got him settled. They were driving back to her house, and they swung a little west off of uh, out of their way. And I drove a little east, and we met in the middle. Oh, nice! So we had breakfast at uh, uh, Cracker Barrel, uh, the kind of in between the two places, and had a lovely visit. It was so nice to finally meet her in person. Cool. We have to get on the show together sometime just because our names sound similar just to mess with you. And that's exactly what we're going to plan, <laughs> folks. Uh, Elisa actually asked me about that, too. I said, hey, you know, be amazing to have you two ladies on together and Mike and I. We could have a lot of fun. Right. And I could just sit back and drink some uh, adult beverages and listen to y'all talk. So, <laughs> Oh, crap. That's what I forgot to grab before we started the show was an adult beverage. So I could belch again in the show. I still haven't gotten over that. It was embarrassing the last time when I did that. Right at the beginning. Like there was of the only one time? Where that was that went out in the podcast, oh, okay. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I two, lost track of it. Two weeks ago, if you listen to the beginning of the show, right <laughs> after you sit right after you do your little intro for the stoplight network. Uh-huh. Yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> an addendum to the intro. Yeah, I just it, I shouldn't drink fizzy drinks when I'm recording podcasts, but, you know, these things happen. So, b- But before we get too far in, part of the reason Elisa and I met up was because we like to share with Mark, because he really enjoys it. It's one of his favorite parts of the show, is the world-famous weather report. And I actually am starting to hear from people that if we go too long into the show... 
they say, no, no, bring the weather report back near the beginning because it bothers them if we haven't annoyed Mark properly <laughs> by putting the weather report in the show early enough. So Elisa was kind enough once again to send in her po- her, her her podcast. Yeah, that's that's real good, Kevin. Learn to speak English. Uh, drink more. Yeah, drink more. <laughs> Work less. Uh, basically, it's hotter than crap up where she is. Uh, 90s. Uh, most of the week until it gets into uh, low 90s and then gets into the 80s just hot and sunny and it's been hotter than Hades here folks Uh, we had a heat index of 105 today and it is currently 72 degrees and the only reason it's cooled down that much is because we had a thunderstorm roll through otherwise it would still be in the mid to upper 80s at quarter after 9 at night you guys and your weather I mean, and yes. it's sticky. You actually have weather. All I have is a hundred degrees. I mean, th- and that's low. It's been it's been above a hundred for pretty consistently. Yeah, if I, if I have to laugh. You're like, oh, our heat index is a hundred and five. I'm like, yeah, that's my actual index. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have the humidity that we have. Yeah, well, you know, that, it was a bit of a letdown when I was in Chicago. It was so humid <laughs> and it's so sticky and muggy, and I thought, oh God, this is like Pennsylvania. And when I came back, I was, when I got off the plane, I was like, oh, I can't wait to go dry out. I can't wait to go dry out. And I came back and we had just had some monsoon storms. So it was almost <laughs> just as muggy. And I thought, oh, this is not fair. I got robbed. It's like, you know, the triple digits and it's humid. That's just the worst combination ever. Well, you know, you go further east of here over towards D.C. from where I'm at. And the actual temperatures were slightly above 100 and then with heat index, they were pushing, I thought I saw at one point today, 108 or 110. Ugh. And, you yeah. know, when you have 50, 60% humidity, I mean, it's no wonder we had storms today, this evening, uh, when you have that kind of humidity and that kind of heat. But but before we get, uh, Michael, what is your weather forecast? Well, right now we're 78, and last week was rather uncomfortable. We had upper 90s, and... Uh, uh, I was uh, uh, stripping while we were doing this, and before anybody gets too excited, we were stripping wax, nothing too else. Too late. Too late? <laughs> oh, well. Too, excited uh, too late. <laughs> Melissa's excited already. Oh, I already my. had the song running through my head. <laughs> oh, boy. No, I'm not Magic Mike, but anyway. Um, <laughs> and I don't know that movie. That? I just heard of it. Right. But uh, no, we're, we're, we're stripping wax on the floor. And so, you know, I'm probably putting as much water on the floor for me as we are from the, the stripper. It looks like I'm taking a shower from the inside out. Uh, somebody's poured a bucket of water over my head. That's how bad it was running off me. So I, I work for a few minutes and wipe my brow. And, uh, and the wax has been on there so long that we have to take a four inch razor blade knife, long handled razor blade knife. And, uh, uh, scrape the whole commons floor to get the wax up, and it's probably about oh several hundred square feet. So it's going to take a couple days to get this done, but we'll we're, we'll persevere. We'll get it done. And this week it looks like it's going to be cooler. Uh, it looks like in the eighties, maybe even a couple times down uh, just below eighty at seventy nine or so. So this week should be a little better. I hope. Well, it's been so hot for me that um, I drive my... Melissa's even seen... Melissa's even been by my truck. I uh, have. Yes. It's a big-ass truck. And we have a picture somewhere of you and I standing beside my big-ass truck. We do. And, uh, but there's... It's so hot that I drive it because my little car that I normally drive in has a lot of windows. And that little hamster engine and that little Nissan just cannot cool that thing down on a hot, <laughs> hot day. 
So uh, it, it'll get it down to about 80, maybe 79 in the car. And I'm sitting there schitzing from the pitsons, and I just, no, oh, I can't do it. Truck, big V8 engine, sucks a lot of gas, but I can get ice cubes to fall out of the vents on that sucker. So I'm driving my truck back and forth to work during the road. It's funny, I drive my truck in the really hot weather, and I drive it in the really shitty weather when it's snowing and cold. <laughs> my poor truck only gets to go back and forth in crappy weather, so... But, well, now here you've just dis- basically described most of South Dakota. It's either hotter or a snowstorm. So you can come out here, you can drive your truck all the time. Yeah, but I'd drive it here all the time if it got better gas mileage, but unfortunately. Well, that too. Yeah. It, I found uh, it really interesting when I was in Chicago, uh, Jody was really big on using an app called Dark Sky. Do you guys use that? Yes, I know of it very well. And, uh, I mean, we, we have weather bug. My, my son, Lucian, he's 10, and he's fascinated by this kind of stuff, too, and he's always asking about weather bug and checking it. But I found it interesting. I was tempted to download it and put it on. I mean, I was, I'm just happy enough with weather bug, so it is. And I, she was showing me all the stuff that it can do, and we're watching the, the newscast, you know, in the, in the breakfast room of the hotel. Because you have to do that sort of thing here in Chicago. When you see this big band of red coming across, you're like, oh, well, we're not going anywhere during that time of the day. <laughs> and uh, you can see it coming. And it's pretty predictable. I mean, you can see it coming. You can, you know, kind of plan ahead, avoid that. And then it's over. These things just kind of pass through. And then I got to thinking when I when I got back home and I was like, I don't need a freaking app. I mean, we just don't have it. We just don't have those kinds of things happen here. We don't have these, like, storms that roll through that we have to avoid i mean we have monsoon and it rains but so what i mean we just we just go out in it anyway it's not that big of a deal well, so. you say and i use uh weather underground well first of all because my weather station i have on top of the house is connected to the weather underground network um mm-hmm. and so if you look uh in clark south dakota i think it's uh Oh, I can't remember. It was Clark number three i think is what it is i the third weather station in town here somewhere um so I use that one, but then that one also, it will alert me for severe weather. So when we had our hailstorm last week, um, I'm sitting down here, and I knew it was starting to get a little intense outside, and all of a sudden I heard the siren coming from my phone. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, it had put out a weather uh, uh, tornado warning. So, yeah, that was kind of, like, important. And so I want one that's going to let me know when, you know, we should, you know, stick our head between our legs and kiss our butt goodbye. Um, but uh, I like that one, and that works pretty good. And that... Uh, that gives me a lot of information. Like I say, my uh, it connects to my uh, weather station on top of the house. Well, you it's know, just I use that I don't have to deal with. It's it's in- interesting. If I moved anywhere else, I'd probably have to invest in some kind of weather app or, or or something like that. Because the only thing we ever worry about here, believe it or not, and this is what's really odd, is the the biggest threat that we have to worry about here in Arizona, believe it or not, are flash floods. Yeah. Just you like, kind of blow your mind, like in the desert, and and I mean, you know, when you don't live in the desert, it doesn't make any sense to you. But when you live here, you understand that there's there's nowhere for the water to go in a lot of places. So when it does rain, the few times that we do get rain, it can build up pretty damn quickly. And I remember a couple of years ago, there was like a really bad flood near a place where it, you know it's funny we have places that you know river road and things like that, and it's like you drive by it and you're like, okay, this is called River Road, but where's the river <laughs> it is no the way. road <laughs> but when it rains it turns into a river and a couple of years ago we had to have people like rescued by a helicopter you know that they were flooding and drowning in their car and yeah it was pretty intense and uh, occasionally we'll get one of those 
you know, you were talking about the siren on your phone, you know, that emergency alert, like we have Amber alerts and emergency alerts and it scares the shit out of you. And you're like, what the hell is that? And flash flood warning. And, and then we have, we actually have something that's so bad here when, when it does happen that we actually have what's called the, the stupid driver award or the stupid driver law or something like that. And, you know, without doubt, you know, you'll see a picture on, on the website news or whatever, some car down by stone Avenue that's covered in water. Like you dumbass. Why did you, why did you go there? Like, uh, yeah, no, I mean, we have the same thing here. We have, we do have flash floods. We'll get, you know, um, not as much as some places, but we do have them. Now we have river flooding because we have plenty of rivers around here. Uh, but I know what you're talking about, Melissa, because I spend have spent enough time down in Tennessee in the uh, Smoky Mountains in that area, and you get really hard rains, and you got really steep slopes, and it goes down. There's nowhere else for the water to go, but it goes straight down these slopes into these little creeks that go from you know eight ten inches deep, constant to eight to twelve feet deep. Right. You know. It's just surprising how fast it can build up. Oh yeah, I mean, I've been I've been caught in a couple flash floods. I mean, fortunately, I was safe, but it's like, okay, well, I'm not going anywhere. Um, we're just going to give the big ass truck. <laughs> but, you know, it'll float. <laughs> Believe me, I know that. I'm not that it it does fine in the snow, but uh, I'm smart enough not to go in the water. I got caught in the water one time, and that was scary enough. All and, it takes, right? Yeah, it only took one time, and that was and that was not moving water. That was calm water that was deeper than i thought it was but uh never no no not happening again i've seen too much of that stuff and see when you when you stand by the river and watch houses go by and you see refrigerators and filing cabinets (laughs) you're going okay not cool so uh because we'll have those floods around here i still well remember back in 1985 when we had that horrible flood up uh just to the west and north of us uh, they got, I cannot remember, it was an untold amount of rain. It was like 10 inches of rain in about 45 minutes to an hour or something like that. And there were whole towns up in West Virginia just to the west of us that were just gone. They just disappeared. And campgrounds where people were just disappeared, you know, campground full one minute and then empty the next. It had just swept them away. Uh, came up so fast, and then when the, as that water came downstream towards us, then they were you know people were scrambling. They had some of the railroad bridges over the rivers. They were parking these uh, entire freight trains full of coal on top of the railroad bridges to keep them from floating away. Oh my gosh! So wow. yeah, it was. It's I've seen some intense stuff. I still remember Hurricane Agnes when it came ashore around here, and I mean it's just unbelievable some of the stuff and the power of water so believe well and even out here in south dakota i mean you know it's relatively flat land but it was in uh i had to look it up quick 1972 we had the black hills flood which was kind of a perfect storm of things uh a real intense rain but then a dam north of town uh had failed out in the black hills north of uh uh, Rapid City, and that failed, and that did uh, a lot of damage, wiped out quite a bit of downtown Rapid City, um, you know, a lot of damage, so, yeah, it's, it, water really knows no boundaries or any part of the country, uh, uh, and it's just one of those things you kind of have to always keep an eye on the weather, and Try to pay attention to the ground around you, because you, you may not think about it, but if you see a large, flat area, you know, consider the fact that if you get an intense rain, it could flood really quick. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Well, we didn't just have Melissa on here to talk about weather. <laughs> but despite the fact that we spent the first... But we've been sufficiently annoyed Mark, so I hope all the listeners are happy. I'll make him listen to the first few minutes of the show so, just to annoy the hell out of him. So what you're saying is we flooded Mark enough with the weather. That's exactly <laughs> right. We, okay. flooded him, we flooded him with the weather. So one of the things that we had wanted to have Melissa on about, and she mentioned this when she was on, I don't know, it's been like two, three months ago when you were on the last time, I think. Wow, has it been? Holy crap. I think it's been that long. Uh, we can keep that from being that long again. Uh, <laughs> you had mentioned that you wanted to talk about the game, and we're going to talk about a couple games, but we'll talk about the first one, Minecraft, because of yeah. your kids. Oh, they're so into Minecraft. They, they love it. And it's funny, because uh, do, do either of you have a Wii or a Wii U? Well, I guess you'd have to. I have a Wii U, yes. So have you played Minecraft on the Wii U? I have not played it, but we did purchase it, and it was about two solid days of nobody left the Wii U. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> so they were playing it, and they still play it quite a bit. Uh, matter of fact, I guess Friday afternoon as I was finishing up work and, and they came down, I said, go ahead and start playing because Dad's about done with work. Uh, and they, they kicked in and started playing, and they played right up until dinner time, I think it was, and uh, my two youngest they have built a a uh, a complex up on top of the trees, uh, and they're they've built houses and everything. That's their latest thing. They've built all this up on top of the trees, and I I still haven't figured out how the sheep and stuff are ending up on top of the trees. But that's a whole <laughs> different problem for me. Um, well, you remember just recently on at Father's Day, I texted you a screenshot of the picture that that my guys well Lucian built for for Dad. He built a Happy Father's Day. In Minecraft, on, yes. and he used the Wii U to build that, and I thought that was so cute. I was like, "Oh, I gotta share this, with Kevin." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was adorable. I, I really liked that. So he made that. So the two of them, so so the six year old, so Keegan, he has latched onto it, and now the two of them play it. And I mean, Nate and I are just loving it because it it affords us the ability to sleep in because they'll get up. You know, we've given them a couple of couple of assignments that they have to do and they've been pretty good about it except for when mommy left for max stock for a while then when the cat's away the mice will play and they slacked off and i came back and had to had to put down the hammer but now they're they're getting back into it we have them do like a writing assignment and stuff like that they have to do do a few things before they before they hit the video games but then they get on there and you know it's just it's nice and quiet and for occasional like stop killing me <laughs> You know, yeah, I've heard that. Mostly, <laughs> it's it's mostly pretty civil. They they play pretty well together. So I enjoy just just listening to them play and just watching them and the things that they come up with. And then they then they want to give you a tour and they want to show it to you. But what's really cool? So we got recently a um, I think it's called the three D controller. Uh, we got that to add to the Wii U. And so now because we have that additional piece. Now they can both play in split screen mode. So they can both play in Minecraft and they can both, you know, have their own characters and build worlds and stuff and they can interact with each other. And then in addition to that, now I'm still learning the terminology. So is it called a skin, I think, where they yeah. added it came out and now there's they both they both love so their two loves are Minecraft and Mario Brothers. And they have found mm. a way to marry those two worlds. By adding a Mario Brothers skin to their Minecraft, and I think that's what it's called. That's why. That's why I wanted to pick your guys' brain right. because I'm still trying to learn the terminology and the, the lingo and stuff. But so now their Minecraft char characters 
look like Luigi and Mario and they've got they've got things decorated out and there's pipes and so they've got this whole Minecraft world based on a Mario Brothers set. Have you have you tried this? Uh I haven't tried any of the skins. Uh I have downloaded um I tried um a map um mod that was added to it so you could the one thing when you start wandering around out there in Minecraft it's really easy to get lost. And so I was using this map mod, but then they had an upgrade, and it was uh, must have been a significant sh- uh, shift. I think I want to say it was about two years ago, maybe. Uh, they went from like 1.5 to 1.7 or something like that. It was a big uh, shift, and all of a sudden the stuff I had in inventory disappeared, and I couldn't quite figure out how to get that back. So I've kind of shied away from uh, those kind of things. Now, skins... Um, you know, I really don't look at myself in the mirror in Minecraft, uh, so I haven't gotten to the uh, same way I play any of these games, even like Borderlands. They have all these uh, skins and stuff that you can use, and I just I don't get into the skins too much because I'm I'm playing by uh, by myself. So yeah, you know, so they play you know for me, it's, yeah, it's not that big a deal. Now, what we have done though, uh, my kids who are like, uh, let's see, was it twenty eight, twenty five, and twenty two? Um, we they come home and well my two sons anyway uh, we got to get my daughter a laptop or something so she can do it but we set up a server at home here so uh, they come home and we'll start the server up and then they'll all connect with their computers and then we can sit there and we each have our own screen and we're running around doing things but it's similar to what you guys were doing because um, my one son uh, fancies himself a civil engineer or something like that so he's building streets and gardens and all this kind of stuff and I go around and uh, I like to mine things and um, you know get uh, supplies and everything and you know it's all cooperative my oldest son tries not to get killed by the monsters uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. so you just have your own roles, and then you you cooperate together within those roles. Yeah, you pick up the inventory we, and things like that. Yeah, we you know we can, we go off and do our own things, but we try to. We're all sitting there in the same room, so we can communicate with each other. Uh, but you know, um, that's cool. You know, sometimes we'll, you know sometimes we do our own thing. But you know, like I say, my middle son uh, or middle child Ryan uh, likes to you know he likes to build the. Um, streets and he builds some gardens and all this kind of stuff so you know we each kind of do our own thing but you know it's cooperative and uh you know we built um um we'll each build our own uh, house or something like that and just you know our own creativity but you know like i say we interact and we'll share stuff and you know i got some of this do you want some of that you know and just kind of trade back and forth um and it's just kind of fun to build a you know like say a little community there um amongst each other that's cool. So, how did you set up the server? What do you What do you use for that, or what do you well, recommend? I, well, I don't know if there's anything. Uh, I just went to, um, um, oh, what's uh, Mojang, and mm-hmm. I think they've got a. Um, you can. Uh, I got. I should have looked this up before, but you just go there and they got a. Um, do you pay um, a monthly fee or anything like that, or no? No, this is just download. Now they do have. Uh, Minecraft uh, Realms, which they host the server, uh-huh. and you can pay them. And I think one person can host it, and you can have I forget how many people you can get uh, on there, but um, seven dollars, about eight dollars a month, and you can do that. But this is just our our own in in home server. We got it running on a, a Windows computer over there. Just on so your just land. Yeah, on our own oh. land. So can uh, you do that? Like, I'm looking, this is what I'm looking for. I would like to 
build a server, and I say that lightly build, I mean, I, I want to set up a server somehow, because before we couldn't do it, we didn't have a spare Intel machine. And I, I did read that you need to have an Intel machine. So we now have an iMac that, that we could set up. I don't know, do you have to set up like a separate user for it? or? But either way, I mean, we have a machine that we could devote to it. We could set it up. But my idea was that, you know, I'd like to be able to have this server built, and then he could invite his friends from school to come and join the server. Now, how would you go about doing that? And I and I would try to, you know, I don't want to have to pay a monthly fee. I, I want to kind of do a, like right. a roll-your-own type of thing. Is that a possibility? What? Well, that probably could be because um, the server itself, you can get up and running, Then, and this is beyond my skill set, or I haven't looked into it too much. Then you would have to set up some sort of outward-facing um, um, way for people to interact with it. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. like, could I make up like a little like business card or like some kind of little card or something that has? What would you give them an IP address? Like how would, well, how yeah, would other you, kids join the server? You're going to have to open open some ports on your router or something like that to let them come in. As far as I know, I okay. not right. an expert not an expert on this, but if you're going to put it out on the internet. So that other kids are coming in that way. Yeah, you're going to have to set something up. That's why a lot of people go with the hosted solution. But uh, now I, I think you can get... There are some... You know, I haven't researched this very deeply, Melissa, but I think there are some relatively inexpensive hosted solutions uh, for... I'm, again, I could be totally off base. I want to say something on the order of 2 to $3 a month as long as you don't have more than... 10 concurrent users or something mm -hmm. like that you know yeah, that would be reasonable that would be something interesting to do because you know for two or three dollars a month or whatever that would be that would fall in line with something that the kids could afford with their their contribution money we we have them do contributions and we keep a little running chore chart and keep track of things that they've done and you know we're always looking for like little things for them to spend on so that, you know, they don't just keep hoarding it and then it loses its effect. That would be, that would be a good thing for them to spend a little bit on. Yeah. You'd have to do a little research. I, again, I'm not an expert at it by any stretch of the imagination, but I do know that capability does exist. Um, so there's pros and cons for rolling your own versus just paying a monthly fee for a host of one. It sounds like there's some safety issues when it comes to ports and things like that. And, there's well, yeah, some maintenance you're issues, so that's what you're get. That's what you're getting. What, what you're paying for, right? And that's the thing because you're going to have outward facing um, ports towards the internet, which is potentially dangerous. Um, uh, and you'd have to set it up. And I want to say maybe you'd want to set it up with. Oh shoot, it's been so long since I've used that one. There's um, a place, and you're going to need a you know. Um, uh, I'm uh, man. It's been so long. I've done this because you'll need some sort of a static IP address. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you'd have to go through some service. I don't even know what's out there anymore. That um, you'd like have to IP, run a little like IP chicken or something like that, or something like that. And I can't remember the one that I used to use. That's been several years ago. But yeah, you'd have to have something like that. That would you would have to connect to your. Uh, address your internet address outward facing internet address so that people could just type in a url to get to it or something like that yeah i mean on my router there's settings where you can set up static ip addresses you can you can right. uh, add one by using the mac address and just assign it an ip address and it just keeps that ip address that's why i was you know waiting all this time till we had an extra machine that we could dedicate towards that or even just a 
right. you know, set up a separate that, user account or something. But that's what I'm that's what I'm angling at. I'm trying to figure out, okay, right. what's the safest way to do this? What are the consequences? You know, trying to gather my right. intel here and try to figure out what to do. And the other thing you might want to be careful of, uh, if your ISP would get a little cranky about you running a server without buying a, uh, you know, some sort of a uh, hosting solution or you know something. Some oh, my, some ISP is cranky enough just giving me internet right now lately these days. <laughs> yeah, which I think may be possibly a subject a little later in the show here. Yeah. But yeah, so you want to be a little careful because if your ISP sees that you're like running a server out there, you get a lot of traffic. They could have an issue with that. So that's one thing you kind of want to be careful. But I'd thought about doing the same thing too because it'd just be. Like my two boys and my uh, daughter, maybe her boyfriend. Um, so it'd be like maybe four uh, people besides me that would be joining. I'd thought about doing that, but I'm also thinking even that Minecraft realms because I have a little bit more money to burn. Um, I might go with that, and I think it's like one person pays seven dollars and or eight dollars or something like that, and then you can invite. I don't know what the limit is, but you know it would be your own. Uh, uh, your own server to do things with. Well, now, I just put a link in the uh, chat thing there for you guys. Uh, this is one of the ones I remember seeing or remember hearing about one of the two. They have plans that start as low as two forty nine a month for five players. Uh, $5 a month gets you 12 players. So oh. uh, you can go seven fifty a month and get 20 players. So, you know, they're, they're all over the place as far as plans and they oh, okay. they actually go all the way up to at sixty dollars a month for unlimited players. So oh, and I see there's a pocket edition too. Yeah, so you oh. might want to you know you might want to consider something like this, Melissa, for them. You know oh, that would yeah. let them play with their friend. I mean, even if you know you chose the five dollar a month, that's still relatively affordable. Yeah, and that's probably about what he would manage to to get until and- they caught on. <laughs> And well, yeah, and the uh, one thing that I'm not sure of is that you, because you have rec- regular Minecraft and you have Pocket Edition, there there's differences between the two, and I don't know if you could play, you know, because I think the Wii U and a lot of the console stuff is probably the the Pocket Edition. Yeah, see, that and was I my don't, other question. I don't know. Yeah, and I think I I don't know that you could play pocket edition on a regular minecraft server they would and i think all my all these and i don't know about this one that kevin had here but the one that you can download i think will only run a uh, a pc version so you'd have to or i mean you know pc slash mac uh mm-hmm. solution so you'd have to have similar uh computers or not similar mm-hmm. computers but yeah, you couldn't have pocket edition playing on there i don't think uh, yeah you, you're gonna have to do a little research and like i said i don't i'm not an expert on that one but I do. I had remembered hearing about things like this, you know, from different people, different podcasts, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, maybe it's something. But yeah, you are right, Mike. I think there is limitations yep. on what you can do, right? Pocket versus that. Hell, this company even has dedicated uh, servers. Uh, if you want to go that full bore route, and uh, but I don't think Melissa wants to pay one hundred eighteen dollars <laughs> right. a month. Yeah. No. No, well, I, I'm, I'm looking for, for an incentive here, you know, because sure. I know last last school year, see, and the reason why I'm bringing this up because we're getting ready to start school soon. They go back on August 1st. School is coming. <laughs> uh, and I'm looking for these, like, kind of incentive things where, you know, when you get home, you know, you have to have your snack and stuff, and then you can meet so-and-so on the server and play for, like, 30 minutes 
and you know then get into your homework that sort of thing that's that's my my ulterior motive let's just say well no i think well, that's a good thing too you know, nothing wrong with a little bribery um yeah, or blackmail incentivization or yeah, yeah whatever it works and it's, i was like currency yeah, <laughs> parental sure. currency these video games are so I, it's all good. I, I, I mean, sure, there's lots of negativity, right. but I, I look, I'm looking for the gold. You know, I'm mining <laughs> for the uh, gold and well, things. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, yeah. The I, diamond I play the, the game. Rough, I just but... play a different, uh, different way. <laughs> right. Well, then, even looking at this uh, uh, plan that Kevin has here, they have pocket edition servers. They're a little bit more five dollars a month for five players. But that might if everyone all has pocket editions, that would be uh something. But uh no and even for from an educational standpoint, I kinda wished um I would like to see something like uh Minecraft use an educational setting because I think what I've kind of come up with in my mind is well um I've talked with some of the teachers in the school and the superintendent and a bunch of different people. And, you know, uh, kids, uh, I'm going to be the old man on the lawn here yelling at people. But, um, you know, they don't quite realize what uh, what we've had to do to get to this point. Because out here where we live, you know, about 130 years ago, this was like uh, prairie, just, you know, nothing here. So all this stuff was built. It wasn't always here. It had to be built. And I just don't know if the kids quite realize the effort and the amount of work and cooperation and everything that went into building this part of the country or any part of any country, really. But um, So I had thought it would be nice to have a, set up a Minecraft simulation where you have your you have a server set up and you have all these <clears> – <throat> have your people connected in the classroom – and then what you'd do is you'd start out with nothing, and you'd have to go around and collect things. You'd have to kind of get it figured out. Um, you can't do it full bore because you actually have to do other things and play Minecraft in school. But you'd have to kind of get it figured out so people would have to collect things. And you'd have it set up so people would have different plots. So some would have uh, some resources, some would have the others, and you'd have to learn how to trade and barter and set up an economy. Um, and then you set up some sort of a government. It, right? history and civics and the settlers and and, you know where they came in and how they had to work together and right um, and uh, economics and politics uh you know uh you know it's set up basically a little world in there but basically start with nothing and create something so maybe they could get kind of an idea that you know this stuff just didn't pop up and maybe they would appreciate a little bit more you know, what has taken to get to this point and maybe work a little harder to keep us moving forward and to build a better place rather than just say, you know, everyone owes me something or, you know, whatever. But to try and get everyone motivated to understand why we've gotten here and to keep moving forward and keep making the place, uh, make the whole world better. Well, you had mentioned that before, and I thought it was such a fascinating idea, not just from an educational standpoint, but right. that's that's one of the reasons why I keep, I keep thinking about this. Like, I feel the mm-hmm. need to kind of build something or, or lay the foundation for something for not only for my kids, but then their friends right. and learn how to work together and collaborate, you know, and, and the things you have to kind of, uh, you know, set down ground rules, like, uh, you know, you're not allowed to blow each other's stuff up and, and things like that, because <laughs> I've, I've read stories about that. I read a while ago, you know, I have been doing some research over the years, but I read a while ago where a, a parent, I guess it was a dad who set something up and there was a kid that was invited and, you know, something ended up happening where a whole section of a world was destroyed by this kid. This this bully basically came in and blew all this stuff up. 
And the kids were, the other kids were like devastated because just like you said, I mean, it doesn't come from nothing. They have to spend all this time and energy and investment in building this. And the kids were devastated. And the parent was actually able to go and track down who it was based on IP addresses and stuff. Like, you know, he had to do this like detective Mm -hmm. work and then confront that kid's parents and stuff. And I just thought that, wow, this is, wow, parenting in the digital age here. This is pretty fascinating stuff. Yeah. who would have thought well, and, that as a parent you'd have to like learn these skills to <laughs> learn how to administrate well, a Minecraft server for crying out loud? Well, yeah, and you know, since you are, you know, uh, uh, I know your husband's an educator, and you mm-hmm. work on what the tech side of education, if I remember right. Um, yeah, I'm a volunteer. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, this would be you know, you could make yourself a player in the game and kind of be the, uh, you, you know, you don't have to lead them around. Moderator, yeah, certainly, and some suggestions, and you know, kind of maybe gently steer them towards uh, certain things or steer them away from certain things, right. whatever. Well, but, also allowing natural consequences to occur and things like that. Well, yes, that too. Uh, but like I say, I, I do think that this is a good way because it's engaging. You can be creative. Uh, I. Well, between uh, getting work done this week and then going down to see my daughter this weekend, I had well, I'd wanted to sit down and create a YouTube video, uh, record me in Minecraft because I got a fair amount of stuff there. Well, my thing is, that. let me know because my son loves watching those things. Yeah, that's well, something okay. I don't get. What that they watching watch? it? Yes. Oh my gosh, they! I I totally get it. They they learn so much by just watching those videos. I have to pull them off of it sometimes. I, I do have to set some limits because they'll yeah. just sit there for hours just right. watching playthroughs because they're just absorbing all that information. But it is cool because then they go and they apply it, and then right. they they learn that stuff. So I think it's fascinating. This is like their for lack of a better term, this is their world. I mean, this is how right. they assimilate information and then they go and they apply it based on these. these it's like I always I always joke and I call it YouTube University because it's like they're getting a secondary education just on the YouTube videos. Well, no, I understand that. I mean, I understand that portion of it, but it's like and I've, you know, I've, I've been on Twitch a few times and watched people play different games and things like that to pick up tips and, and all that sort of thing, but after a while it all gets to to be too similar, I guess. That I don't do the same thing. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I don't see it, and and that, that's why I struggle with it. If well, you know they, what I mean. they do seem to have. I mean, he has told me. I taught him how to subscribe, and he's told me that there are specific YouTubers that he watches because he likes the way. And that's an interesting conversation that we've had too. I mean, we watch origami videos, and we both. My son and I will sit there. I mean, Keegan's a little bit too little for it. He just kind of participates. But Lucian and I have these fascinating discussions about creating YouTube videos. And, you know, I'll point out things like, like for instance, with the, or- the origami videos, I will use it as an example. I say, look, you know, see how his work surface is nice and clean and it's well lit. And look how, you know, his hands are, like, not manicured, but, like, you know, his fingernails are nice and clean. And, you know, he's he's showing step by step and he's not using a lot of O's and ums. And, you know, he's well rehearsed and he's got it he's got it down. And it's a pleasure to watch, you know. And then look at the length of it. It's only about, like, two to three minutes. You know, it's a clip. And, you know, we, we evaluate these sorts of things. And then he takes that when he watches those, those walkthrough videos and those game playing videos. And so he's like kind of sort of gotten picky about who he likes to watch. And I think that's really well, fascinating. That, that's good then because there's too much of the other. I mean, I, I, I'm the first to admit I use re- YouTube as a resource to learn something. Um, a particular piece of software that we use uh, in my paying job, uh, I've gone in to look at. And some of the videos are good. Uh, 
but then mm-hmm. some of them are just horrendous. Yeah, they are, and, yeah. And it's, you know, I'm not saying I'm good at making these videos, but I, I guess that, you know, maybe you get some views, maybe it helps you out, I don't know, but it's just like, hmm. Yeah, well, that's, that's uh, you know, like being an educated consumer, you know, you have, you develop a certain taste for what you like, and you sort of get to, like, kind of critique, you know, well, this person sucks, and, you know, they're not doing their due diligence, and, and that, oh, this person, like, you know, has background music, and, you know, they've attributed the copyright, and all, you know, you look at these little details and stuff, and that's what I'm trying to show my kids, like, that's what I'm trying to have them pay attention to, the, the content creation of it, and the quality of it, so, yeah, Mike, if you if you make some, let me know, yeah. and I'll have, the, I'll have the kids watch it and evaluate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and, you know, my thing is, um, you know, I haven't. There's lots. There, uh, you got Redstone, which is oh you can use, yeah, I know what yeah, that for, is. <laughs> yeah, and you, you can really get into uh, like uh, programming type things. And what I fascinating. Well, and, well and the thing I like to build is I build sorters because I go out and I like to mine. I like to get all this stuff. I stumble across mine shafts and I'll gut those things and bring them back. And so, and I dig tunnels. I mean, the, my last excursion, I dug an 8,000 long block uh, train tunnel, under underground tunnel, uh, to some place where I wanted to get some things. And that was easier than trying to go overground or you know, yeah, above ground where you got oceans and everything else to contend with. So I just dropped down to about the 11 block level and I just, uh, 11 blocks up from, uh, the base and just start digging tunnels and so and then laying railroad tracks so i bring all this stuff back well then they have to go and if you want to try and find stuff you kind of have to have it sorted so you know where to find it well it takes a lot of time i ran across this video where this guy had built a sorter with uh redstone and you have to go into the nether world to collect a few things uh to build some of these uh but i build those and then um I can sit there and I just come back and I have a chest at the end and I drop all the stuff in there and it'll take it and put it in the, the correct boxes. So if I'm building something, I just run along and I got them all marked with signs and everything. So I can run along and, okay, I want some cobblestone from here. I want some birch wood. I want some planks. I want, you know, uh, all that other stuff. And so I have it so I can just, you know, run up and down the line there and get what I need to whatever project I happen to be doing. Uh, and that's made life a lot simpler for me because I can just bring all the stuff back and having to run around and put all the stuff in there, I just dump it in there and then get it out as Sounds I need like it. You've got a whole strategy there. <laughs> yes, that's I do. That's... that's fantastic. And that's important, you know, skills to have. And it's funny, mm-hmm. as a, as you're talking about this, I'm picturing um, my kids like gathering things, you know, and stuff. And I actually, I actually used, you were talking about in education and kind of using it as an analogy to teach kids about stuff. I actually used Minecraft to get my kids to do their freaking laundry. <laughs> wow. They, they were struggling. So see how, see how I can flip this. They, they were struggling with, we, we got to a point where we left the laundry go like way too long, you know, and then it kind of like piled up and nobody could like find anything to wear. I'm like, Oh my God, there's like three baskets full of stuff and you guys have got to get this put away. And, you know, to be fair, I mean, they're little, you know, it was kind of overwhelming. So I thought, okay, how are we going to get through this? And so I had been paying attention. My sons keep, you know, mommy, look at this, mommy, look at this. And they'll, they'll give me like this whole walkthrough, just like you explained about how they built this thing. Um, my, my son uses, when he said redstone, I got all excited because he builds pistons and 
elevator shafts and like he he does all these things and it is it's like watching him program and just watching his little mind the way that it works i'm just so fascinated with all of the strategies and the problem solving that he's got to he's got to do to to get this effect or to get the end result that he's trying to achieve and then he can go back through and redo it and walk us through how he got to that. He can repeat his steps and that just blows my mind. And so as I'm watching this, I'm paying attention and he's talking about inventory just like you were. And he was talking about all these things that he's collected and how this goes here and that goes there and are all these purposes and stuff. So when they were overwhelmed the one day with trying to put their laundry away, I said, all right, guys, pretend it's like your, your inventory. And so we started like separating the clothes and folding the clothes. And then, you know, here's the drawers and you got to put these types of clothes in this drawer and, you know, underwear, socks and, you know, uh, T-shirts, you know, these T-shirts go here and shorts go there. And, and it worked. It actually worked. It actually, we, we took a task that was really boring and menial and overwhelming and, and used an analogy in Minecraft and they got into it. And the big one was telling the little one, you know, this goes in this inventory. And they, they really got organized. And I was just like, wow, holy shit, it worked. <laughs> well, I'm, I've got this picture mining for underwear. And I'm just, you know. It's... <laughs> wackety, 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 wackety. <laughs> right, right. And just hoping you hit the clean pocket and not the dirty pocket of underwear. <laughs> well, this was all this was all clean laundry. It was just it was piled in the baskets and they just yeah, they got overwhelmed. But yeah. I'm always looking for those ways to take the, the stuff that they play with and try to, you know, make their tasks fun by doing that. So I just want to switch gears a little bit because I don't want to go the whole show without talking about just at least a little bit. We're talking about how excited we are about Minecraft and, and the fun things that you can do as a family. You know, you're talking about setting up a server. And, yeah, you're all in the same room together, but you're, you're working together at, as a family. We recently started playing Pokemon Go. Have you guys started playing that yet? No. No. I, <laughs> I, 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 I keep your Kevin cringing. <laughs> I'm aware of it. And I don't know. I'm okay. well aware of it. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I've seen it. I kind of get the basic gist of it. But now, is this. So, you know, okay, we've had a Minecraft discussion. Educate me a little bit. Is this sort of a communal thing? Because uh, remember, I'm up here. I'm like the sole nerd in this town. I might be the only one who would play. Well, maybe <laughs> some of the kids might. But, you know, I might be the only one playing Pokemon Go. Is this something where you need people around for it to work or is this something that you could just go out on your own and try not to look too stupid while you're doing it yeah that's that's the operative word try not to look too stupid which is kind of impossible um so no you can play it by yourself but here's the thing i highly recommend that you do not play it by yourself i believe that it should be more of a game that you play together um even just for just just like getting this out of the way just for the sole reason of safety um i think it's better to play with someone because when you do try to play it by yourself i mean i can see why uh thanks to my my friend stephanie who said that it's darwinism at work <laughs> i mean <laughs> you can totally see how it it can be very dangerous i mean that's that's the problem there's all these people that are that are coming out of the board work and playing these things but they haven't thought about the responsibility that you have to have that goes along with this you need i mean there's not enough in the splash screen, yeah, sure, it says, you know, be aware of your surroundings, but, I mean, my gosh, there's just, it, it's hard. It's really hard to screen and walk at the same time and try to catch these things. So, you guys, was, you would so laugh. So, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but, you know, we, we downloaded this as a family. We, we talked about this, and then uh, just recently, my husband and I celebrated our anniversary, and we had so much fun. We 
we went out to dinner. We had like a nice dinner together. And then we decided to go see Ghostbusters. So we hopped on the motorcycle. The kids, you know, were sleeping over at the grandparents and babysat and stuff. And so we had like free license to go out and enjoy ourselves. So we hopped on the motorcycle and went to the movie theater and we had our phones with us. And after the movie was over, we roamed around the empty parking lot at night trying to look for Pokemon at the movie theater. And we were just giggling and laughing at ourselves. But the thing about it was like, you know, we're walking like arm in arm. We're walking really close together so that, you know, he could kind of pay attention and we, we kind of like took turns. Like I'd, you know, look for him and stuff and he'd pay attention and then I'd, you know, do the reverse. And so it's, it's, uh, you can get really absorbed in it really, really quickly. Um, no. I, I will it, say having met, of... I will say having met your husband, I'm not going to mess with him in a dark parking lot. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I felt so much more safe and so much less like an idiot just roaming around, walking around the parking lot, trying to look for these damn Pokemon. One time uh, late at night, I was I was just exploring it. And see, this is the thing. This is why it brings families together, because there's so much in it that I don't know about. And I have to go ask my kids. And it opens up this whole discussion. And the kids, like, kind of pile on you. And they're like, Mommy, press this. And no, no Mommy, don't press that. You know, <laughs> one night I, I was exploring this stuff. And I was like, I wonder what this incense is. And I tapped on it. And, it you know, it puts this, like, purple circle around your little avatar thing. And I said to Nate, I was like, uh-oh, I don't think I should have done that. <laughs> and he looks, and this is like late at night, and he goes, well, you're stuck. You know, if you were planning on going to sleep in the next half hour, that's not going to happen because now, now you have a half an hour where you've got you've to wait for these things to come to you, and then you catch them. And so I'm like walking around the house at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, you had a lure. You put out a lure is what they call it. Um, that's something different. See, oh, okay. I haven't learned about lures yet. I just started asking my kids about that and they're going to have to show me an example, but yeah, I thought the same thing too. Yeah. Incense is something else. It, it is kind of like, like a lure and that you, and, and it's something that comes out of your inventory. See how I can draw that back to Minecraft. You have what's called a Pokedex and you have these things that you collect and they become part of, I'll just use the word inventory for lack of a better term. And when you use them, they go away, and then you have to replenish them. So the reason why it gets people out is because you have to go to these things called pokey stops. And basically, they're like, a lot of them are churches and gyms and public places. And the real thing, the real key thing that people are excited about is, you know, all these historic buildings and landmarks and stuff. They're all pokey stops. And you have to go to them, and you have to spin this little thing on the screen, and the pokey dolls, uh, pokeballs pop out, and incense, and like you know these things that you collect, you tap on them, and you collect them, and then you can utilize them for other things later. So, well, uh, I did, I did see that uh, the National Holocaust Museum was asking people to stop playing Pokemon inside the museum. Yeah, that and cemeteries. Yeah, so so yeah, so you're gonna see because this is a new shiny thing. You're gonna see all of these. Like I said, it's Darwinism at work. You're gonna see all these people making these really bad choices with it, and of course, that's what people are gonna focus on. They're gonna focus on all the negativity and. You know, okay, here's what you don't do. <laughs> you know, there's there's always going to be that. It, it's with anything. You know, it gets to be so predictable. Like, okay, when is it going to wear off? And eventually it will. But for right now, it's really a lot of fun. And if you can, if you can really think about it and be responsible with it, you can have a really good, wholesome time with your family with it. So what we decided to do was we created one account where we just used like a throwaway account because early on in the beginning that was the big uproar everybody was complaining about the how privileges 
Yeah, the privileges were like it was too open and it was like, you know, accessing all your information and we thought, okay, well we'll just bypass that. We have like a throwaway account that my husband created for a school for demonstrating something and it doesn't even have like a real name, like nothing that's attached to us. So we use that to create the trainer account because that was the other problem was um, I guess it didn't scale as well as they'd hoped or I guess it scaled too quickly and the servers became overwhelmed and yeah. I just gave up on it. I didn't even bother creating an actual trainer account because that's always been my first rule is whenever whenever these things come about, you always want to create an account with the service and not like I kind of make it a rule like I never sign in with Facebook or Google or any of those accounts. I always create an account specifically for that. I mean, it adds to my list of passwords, but I use a password manager, so it doesn't matter. And so uh, when this when this came about and it started, you know, becoming really popular, we discussed it as a family. Like, we all sat in the living room, and I read the Terms of Service out loud. I mean, the whole Terms of Service. And we talked about, you know, safety, <coughs> talked about all the different concerns and etiquette and responsibility and, um, you know, things you should do and things you shouldn't do and that sort of thing. And we decided to create one account, and then we installed the app on my son's phone. Uh, now, he, he has an iPhone, but it doesn't have an active SIM card in it, so it's basically like an iPod Touch. But it does have GPS, because you can still dial 911 with those types of de devices, right? Um, but the thing that we did find is, now he's got a 4S, and it just really overwhelms it. He just has not had a good experience trying to use it on a 4S. It just it crashes, and it's too slow. So that forces the kids then to kind of latch on to us. And so now my <laughs> husband and I use it on just our phones. Like we made a kind of a policy that, okay, we'll install it on your phone. And then he discovered it didn't work so well. And so now they have to like stay close to us and like, you know, because we're not just going to give up our phone and let them toddle off with it, you know. And so we kind of walk together. And so it has become like a family activity. <laughs> like That's where they are right now. Like they're not in the house. They're out there hunting for Pokemon right now. My husband, the kids, they're out at the mall, like, he takes them to the Y or, you know, these different places, and it's, like, a treat, and so, like, I've done it with my son, and we went out to, to something last week and did a little activity together, and so we took some time at the mall, and we went to the Pokestop, and, you know, I even, I handed him the phone, and I said, well, what if I drive really slow? Can you get that Pokestop? And, you know, it's just, it brings families together. It, it ends up that you have these conversations with your kids that you normally wouldn't have had. With, without this game. I think it just really accentuates things. So, yeah, I, I, I'm having fun. I think it's nice. I mean, I've uh, I've seen people out playing it. Uh, I saw somebody the other day at the office doing it. I said, really? Really? <laughs> Coming back from the restroom, you had to stop and play that. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, whatever. It, but it's, it's increasing the sales of um, battery packs. I actually made my very first meh.com purchase because... Uh, I, you, you're friends with our our mutual friend Corel. She texted me. She's like, "You gotta yeah. go this." And I went. And I was like, "Oh, take my money." <laughs> I normally don't say that, but you know, I got two packs for like 19 bucks, and so now we have extra battery packs because that's that's one of the biggest downsides of this game is it it just drains your battery. It's a real big battery hog. So. Well, yeah, I heard it was a battery hog. Yeah, and data. That was the other thing I was just saying. So, of course, again, you got to be responsible with it. Oh course my kids can't play because they don't have phones uh only uh, one of my kids has a phone so yeah that's i'm i i'm not giving phones out until they're 15 or 16 years old so uh -huh. 
Yeah, this is this is the rule in our house because they cost money. They do. They they really do. And we the ten year old is always already like begging for one. And we we didn't put an age stipulation on it. We put a stipulation of okay when when you get to be an age you know as our family does activities when you get to be at the age where you're doing activities outside of school that require you to be separated from us. Like right now, I mean, they just they just they take martial arts classes, but we. We drop them off when we go pick them up, and we're never, like, more than an hour away. So, like, that doesn't really fit that criteria just yet. But it's going to eventually. It's going to be, you know, eventually they're going to be involved in activities after school stuff where they are going to need to call us, you know. And yeah, and that's kind of where we got to, too. There's right? no pay phones. You know, you yeah. can't send kids off for the quarter anymore. You just can't. And, sure, their friends have phones, but then you can't rely on it. And I, I do. I want – that's, like, the – that's going to be the – uh the extension cable for the umbilical cord that I have not cut yet, <laughs> you know, is going to be them having a phone. So, I mean, we have the hand-me-down phones. Um, they're just, like I said, they just serve as iPod touches for now. And when they get to be at a stage in their life where they're separated from us, we'll just activate the SIM cards and add it to the family pan. And, you know, now, yeah, it does cost money, but it's shared. So with our plan, it doesn't really cost that much extra so well we're using uh my oldest has a pay as you go phone and that's what we're doing and that mm-hmm. works out well i mean that's yeah. it's relatively cheap you know we're talking it works out to be a cost of like ten dollars a month give or take a little yeah. bit so i mean right. that's that that's okay mm-hmm. um, and i like i like the family plans because then you can kind of you can cut them off if they're using too much data or you know you have these like parental controls and things that you can institute yeah, yeah. No, so that I mean, that's where we got to because uh, in a, a moment of bragging, I don't think I've already bragged. My oldest recently competed in the FFA state championships uh, in veterinary nice. si- science, <gasps> and her and the team won first in the state. So they'll be going to the national championships. <clears throat> excuse me, in uh, October out in Indianapolis. So real oh, proud, wow. very wow. proud moment, and uh, also. Uh, uh, she placed second in the state on a personal level, so I was even more proud. Fantastic. I could not, I could not be more proud of her. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 quite the uh, the accolade. Mike knows that, and Mike's FFA. Oh yeah, Mike's former FFA. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, nothing to sneeze at. That's a, a, a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah, but she's the one. You know, she's the one that has the phone. I mean, and, and it was things that she was doing that. Um, you know, we decided it was time for her to have something like that. And it was hand-me-down phones at first, taking my old uh, phones, and I was passing them down. Uh, and then for Christmas this year, uh, we got her a new phone. So, And then that had trouble, so I ended up going out and getting another one. Uh, currently using a Moto E. And uh, I have to tell you, that's a damn nice little phone for the price and, and the service. So, it's, it's And I know it's Android, folks, but remember... Hey, it's, it's whatever suits your needs. And Mike and I dabble on both sides of the fence here. We're not, you know, we're not completely agnostic. I prefer the iPhone over the Android. I will, I wholeheartedly admit that. But it's also what I can afford for different things at different times. So you know, it's so funny. I just had a conversation with my sister about this, and you know, we tease each other. It's it's all just a good fun teasing and. She keeps talking about how she keeps asking, like, when's dad going to upgrade his phone so I can have his hand me down? Like, you know, just because she wants she just wants an iPhone. And then I keep teasing her about I'm like, why don't you save up and get like a, a newer one? You know, because it's a 4S. It's an eight gigabyte 4S. I'm like, you're not going to have a good experience. And then she starts talking about this Samsung phone that she wants to get. And 
and it's 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 the same price or if not more than an iPhone. I'm like, if you're gonna do that, why don't you just get an iPhone? She goes, yeah, but can you drop it in the water? <laughs> she's she's basing yeah. her entire her entire decision on on whether or not, and she's not the only one. I've heard this from several people. I know that they would rather have a Samsung phone just because they're klutzy and they've dropped they've dropped one too many to- phones in the toilet or in the pool or something like that. And I'm like, you know. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have an iPhone. <laughs> uh, maybe you shouldn't be playing with the phone while you're in the crapper. I, I know. I'm like, if if you if that is your sole reason, then maybe you know, be more careful. Uh, well, well, without getting too graphic, I've been in men's rooms where a, a guys are standing at the urinal using their phones, and I'm going, really, <laughs> really, you you know, let's focus on the task at hand here and put the phone down. I am so, yes. so, without getting graphic again, but I am, like, so, so picky about whenever I use the restroom, like, I have my phone in a specific pocket, and I'm always very, very conscientious about, like, where I put the phone or, like, which pockets it's in so that it doesn't, because I've, you know, I mean, let's face it, you've gone in, you've pulled your pants down, and, like, oh, you know, that could have been a hazard right there if <laughs> you didn't have it in the right pocket the right way. Well, and, and the... The custodian here has to speak up and say, uh, "Man, oh, yeah. please aim carefully. Uh, you know, somebody's got to clean this up." So, speaking for my fellow custodians and janitors, aim, please. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, you do need to aim. Worry about your aim. I mean, of course, I don't, Melissa. I keep mine in my shirt pocket. I know you don't have right. shirt pockets, so right. not yeah. not an issue for me there. But I, iPhone pants. <laughs> yeah. So, just, Mike, what you need to do is you need to go in there and start painting Pokemon at the urinals, and then they'll aim. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, I had other ideas. <laughs> I had other ideas about putting pictures on urinal pads, but I won't go into that. It might get me sued. But I, I've, I've had ideas, uh, inspirational ideas, let's say. Uh, <clears throat> Inspirational, aspirational toilet ideas. That's great, Mike. There you go. You got to aim, aim high. Well, no, aim, aim correctly. Whatever. Aim high. That's uh, the Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cleaning up their bathrooms. No, 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 no. I, I think we'll, we'll move on past the Pokemon and the restroom portion of the show. <laughs> yes, please get this, get us off this topic. I and, just wanted to dabble a little bit, but. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll move on into the other regular segment of the show about what would you buy if you had the money. And this is, for Melissa, this is, you know, basically you're the good good money fairy drops out of the sky and hands you this amount of money, and you have to spend it on yourself. Um, I have some restrictions. I'm not allowed to buy thumb drives. Uh, Mark's not allowed to buy music. Um, Mike, I think you're not allowed to buy tablets. Um, <laughs> Probably. We, we have our restrictions around our own little addictions, so um, we, we do have certain restrictions. So, But this week we'll start with, uh, Mike, you, you, you had a good pick, I think. Yeah, well, and okay, hopefully you won't hold this tablet against me uh, thing <laughs> against me, because this is sort of, but what it actually is, is a, uh, I guess you'd call it a head unit, but it's a uh, in-dash multimedia DVD uh, receiver with 7-inch uh, touchscreen display. Because uh, my Equinox has a... Um, it's got the little you know head unit in there. It's got the display, but it's a monochrome display, and I'm a little frustrated with it because... Uh, you know, it, it it's just a single line of uh, text, and I'm not really crazy about, you know, the way it looks. 
And oh shoot, I was going to try and find it here. Where did they? Oh, here we go. Yeah. So the other day, uh, it's it, like I said, it's just a simple display. And so I was, I've got uh, XM radio, and so I was listening to it, and this one popped up. It was a song by the L.A. Guns. It's supposed to be "Kiss My Love Goodbye." Well, all that popped up on the screen was "Kiss My Love Goo." Uh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I remember seeing that. Yeah. It'll kiss my love goo. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping there's more to that song, uh, song title. But uh, and, you know, but uh, half kidding. But I mean, I would like uh, you know a better. I'd like a color display. I'd like something a little better. Something with some apps on it that uh, you know I could maybe listen to Pandora or something else on there. And I just want a little bit more information on my screen. Uh, maybe if you know tap use the tap into the phone, but you know maybe have um, weather display. I'm not sure what all it'll do. It does. Uh, it will do Apple CarPlay and it will do Android Auto Home. Uh, so you know. Um, you know, whatever you want to do. And I guess uh, it said something about a DVD, uh, which could be kind of interesting when you're driving. But um, It's illegal in some states to have a, that in the front seat of the vehicle. Y- yes, it is. I think it might be in South Dakota also. But, uh, you know, just something like that. Uh, or just to have a nice big navigation screen when you're driving. Because I do use my phone for navigation, but I would like something a little bigger and something a little mounted a little more securely. Because my phone, I've got a holder for it, but it kind of bounces around a little bit just something in the dash there that um you know you can see and then i just like uh even well even the unit that i have right now well you know if you're it's the proper fm station i think most of them are getting to that point now it'll pop up a little information about the song like who's singing it what's the name of the song and who's singing it and maybe you know not a lot of information but a little information just something with uh that would tell me a little bit more would be kind of nice to have yeah, we and folks, we may want to start a, a kickstart project so Mike can get some get the new love goo off of the screen. In his, <laughs> in his yes. Get your love yes. goo off my screen. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this is horribly disturbing. But yeah, and I'd seen that before, and I finally started. It was playing the other day, and so I took my phone out and took a picture of it because that oh, I just Facebook. found slightly disturbing. I yeah. think you put that on Facebook, didn't you? Yeah, thinking, Facebook and Twitter. Oh, you did put it on Twitter because I was thinking to myself, "Oh my God, Kevin's not on Facebook. He's not going to see this." Ah! I'll have to go back and look for Mike's love goo on his screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, this now it sounds like a pot for a bad porno movie. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go any further down that. Uh, we'll Thank just you. leave that one alone. Uh, goo. Uh, anyway, uh, too much fun. <laughs> yes, too, way too much fun. So what I what I picked this week, and we haven't talked about it on the show in quite a while. Mark and I are, are kind of model railroad geeks. Uh, we both love model trains. I have a pretty big collection of O-gauge model trains. I have a really small collection of HO-gauge. Um, but I've been, for a long time, I've been wanting a uh, what's called a tin-plate. Now, I don't know if anybody knows what tin-plate trains are. Tin-plate trains are what the original model trains were back in the... Pre-war days, before World War II, they kind of classify it pre- and post-war. And they were not as realistic-looking as some of the model trains are today, um, by any stretch of the imagination. But they're so beautiful in the way they're made and stuff like that. I mean, especially if you found an old one, original one, in mint condition. I mean, they're just absolutely gorgeous. But as anything that's beautiful, they make reproductions of them. And uh, there's one company called uh, MTH, stands for Mike's Train House, but they just go by MTH. 
a well-known manufacturer in the O-gauge space. They have a line of 10-plate edition trains. And I was the other day looking to, as as it starts towards Christmas. Yes, Mark, I'm talking about Christmas already. Um, But uh, it starts towards Christmas. I start flipping through the train catalogs and seeing what's cool. And there's a Christmas 10-plate set that I've seen for a couple years in the catalog, and it is just gorgeous. Uh, I'll put the link in the show notes, as I usually do. This set runs about uh, $600. Uh, You get a total of four. You get the engine and three cars uh, with special paint job. But, I mean, mean, if you see one of these things in person, um, they're just beautiful pieces of... Uh, models or toys, you call them whatever you want. They're just, to me, they're absolutely gorgeous. The craftsmanship and all that around them. And to have this thing running around my train would transport me back to, like, almost the 1920s, you know, Christmas in the 1920s, before the Depression. Are they made of tin? Are they actually made of metal? They're metal, yes. They're made out of metal. So they're... I'm flipping through the catalog, and I'm looking, and I see this build-your-own Christmas dream. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of different sets out there. Um... I recently, I haven't bought a set for about three years now, um, but the last set I bought was a Christmas set, and it even has, I can put a battery in it, and it plays Christmas carols as it goes around the, oh the Christmas tree, so uh, there's another one that has a little snow globe car that you put on it, and the snow globe runs and blows snow as it runs around the train track, so, yeah, I can get really into it, there's uh, there's a particular engine that MTH makes that I've been looking at for a couple years, or not a couple years, I should say, probably 15 or 20 years. I just haven't bought it yet, only because the thing runs about $1,800 for just the engine. This mm-hmm. is well, this is a steam engine. So, I mean, yeah, these things can get expensive really fast. There were a couple sets that I've been looking at that the engine and stuff for about a grand. So it's not something you venture into lightly. But the good thing is... And I'll take a side note here for for kids like Melissa with you having young kids if they like trains at all. I know you're originally from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, MTH sells something called their ready to run sets mm. that you can get. You get a transformer track uh, and a complete train, uh, and they vary in price from about a hundred and fifty dollars retail to up to three hundred dollars retail, and they're really nice quality sets, well made. The track can be put right on the carpet or on hardwood floor because it has a little road bed. I mean, it's it's really really nice. I have I'm a lot. Of... Excited because I would love to get something like this for my dad. Oh yeah, you ought to get I something. Wanted a train set. Oh, get him one. He would probably just jump for joy to get something like that for Christmas. He would, oh, he would love it because he had one, you know, a long long time ago. And... He's always been lamenting how he wanted to have one again. And you know, we've had one. I remember every time you say that, you know how how things like remind you of stuff from your childhood whenever you talk about a train i picture it because we did have one growing up my dad would set it up and it went around our christmas tree you know on the floor and i remember it would uh it would actually not steam but like it would have smoke Smoke. coming out of it and it had this particular like burnt oil kind of smell you know it was it was a nasty nasty smell but it was that type of smell that just like whenever you see train set i smell that in my mind and i think about christmas well, you know, I mean, that the the modern engines, you and, of course, there's a, a bad thing nowadays. Houses all have smoke detectors. And if you get one of these engines that's really good, it's a good smoke unit in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> then you're setting uh-huh. off the smoke detector. Um, uh-huh. 
but you can but the modern engines also too have switches on them so you can turn the smoke on and off you can actually buy scented smoke uh, fluid and tablets for your engines uh so so maybe it smells like pine or something like that so yeah you can have you you guys done have you guys done uh the polar express have you taken your kids on that yet the taking them on that no where would i take them on that well, I don't know if it runs like around in your area, but out here there's actually a Polar Express that goes up through Flagstaff. It's really expensive, so we haven't done it yet, but we want to. But you can actually like I mean, families go and the kids go dressed in their pajamas and they get a gold they get a ticket and they go and we you as a family you ride the train and you basically like kind of relive the Polar Express and they come out and they have waiters. This is what I've been told. Uh, the waiters come out and they they dance around, they sing hot 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 and all that kind of stuff and well, oh, now, I that you haven't done that. Well, I mean, I haven't seen that around here. Now, uh, when my kids were younger, we used to go up and ride the Santa train, uh, which ran uh-huh. from uh, Strasburg to Paradise, uh, not too far from where you're familiar with there in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. uh, outside of Lancaster. So um, we used to do that every year. Um, and that was, it was an old steam train that we rode and all that. It wasn't that. But it was like a 45-minute to an hour ride. Santa Claus came through the train, talked to the kids. Um, I, it was a great family outing. We'd go up for a couple days. We'd, a lot of times we'd leave on Friday night, uh, drive up, ride the train, uh, do stuff around there, uh, on Saturday, spend Saturday night, then get up Sunday morning, catch the first train, uh, on Sunday morning and then drive back Sunday, you know, midday. Um, it was always a blast. We always seemed to have a good time. Uh, we haven't done it. The kids have kind of outgrown that. Um, so we don't do it. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I, I can still remember the very first time that we ever did it. My oldest was with me. And uh, Santa Claus was staying in the same hotel we were staying in. Oh, and, cool. And we were sitting there, and he made mention of he had noticed that she had been such a good girl and had eaten her breakfast and was so well-behaved, and he asked for her name. And we were sitting there. So when he came to the car that we were in, he said he speaks to her directly and there's a famous picture that we have here in the family of her trying to like crawl into my armpit to get uh-huh. away <laughs> to get away from Santa because he <laughs> hi you know he calls her by name and she's like what he knows my oh, name yep <laughs> so yeah it was uh it was quite amazing and it's quite it's quite entertaining so but yeah, though, that's something. I'll have to look into the Polar Express thing. I'll have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, I just posted two uh, two links in the in the Skype if you want to. Okay. All right, so that's my pick, Melissa. I would pick now. So this is something new. Um, for the longest time, I had just kind of written off getting an Apple Watch, and so Apple Watch would be would be my pick because. When I went to MacStock, uh, I hang out with Jody, and she let me try it on because I have a, I have a, uh, for people who don't know, I have a tattoo on my wrist, and I always thought that it wouldn't work, and I tried hers on, and it works, <laughs> and so now, <laughs> now I'm getting less and less excuses for not getting one. So Apple Watch would would be my pick. Well, yeah, and at the price point, you can get a really nice band probably because you're well above the. Uh minimum our price point this week so you could probably get a nice melanese loop and uh, you'd be all set i'd either do that or i would go trolling on amazon and i would just buy a whole bunch of other bands for that price well you know what and i think you know what, I, selection. what i can't wait to see is when they come out with the uh, apple earrings <laughs> so, that, so oh. that you have the little thing you know hanging and your kids can each watch a different video on each ear no Jeez. mommy turn left no turn right I said, pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) 
Stop moving your head, mother. <laughs> Look into my eyes. Yes. <laughs> now I'm just trying to think how you'd get your earrings paired with Bluetooth. Right, exactly. <laughs> and and then your husband starts trying to stream something to your left ear. and <laughs> <laughs> It's all going to go bad for you, Melissa. It's all going to yep. go bad for you. Yep, yep. I'll start with the Apple Watch. There you go. Well, folks, that kind of brings us to the end of the show this week. I want to thank (laughs) Melissa for being on here again this week. We hope she's enjoyed being with uh, two nutcases like us. Well, I keep coming back for more, so. Yeah, that's Uh, it. You you come back to see Pete and repeat. What are Uh their names? Pete and repeat. (laughs) So, yeah, that works out well. And we will definitely have you back. But before we let you go, would you like to tell the good folks where they can find more of your musings and your effervescent knowledge and <laughs> all the other shit that comes with you. Effervescent? Isn't that, isn't that a denture cleaner? Yeah, well... It's, I, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> you can find me, uh, just search for the Mac Mommy. It's all one word, T-H-E-M-A-C-M-O-M-M-Y. And I'm on Twitter. I have a website, themacmommy.com. I'm a serial podcaster, so I try. I try to catch up and, and put things on my blog from time to time of places where you've, where I've made appearances on podcasts. But just search for the Mac Mommy. You'll find me. Very good. And folks, do follow her because uh, she has become one of my dear friends over the years, and she's totally amusing and totally hilarious and totally smart. Um, I would encourage you, when they do actually release the video from MacStock, that you watch the video of her and Jody doing, what was it, teaching, what was it called, teaching... We had we had two, so we did a skit in the beginning. We did a instead of doing like an actual like slide presentation, we did a skit called Senior Moments. That's and it. then everybody did a deeper dive, and so our deeper dive was called Teaching the Techless. That's it. But the the skit was hilarious. Even and I only saw still pics from it, folks. So <laughs> I did see one little short clip that somebody aired, and uh, Jody pulls off the uh, and, and God love her. She pulls off the old woman, old stubborn woman, really well. So. Oh, she did. She did. It'll be funny. Uh, I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. I, I was quite horrified after you know getting up on stage and being. I'm thinking, oh God, I'm not going to want to watch this for like six months if ever. But now I'm getting excited. I'm because we got a lot of great feedback and we had just a wonderful time. And I can't wait to do it again. Go check out uh, Mac Stock Expo and uh, go to the website and keep up with that. They did just release the date, so mark your calendars yes. for July 15th and 16th of next year and try to save up and plan on, on making a trip out. And we're, we're planning on doing it again next year. That, that would be great. And uh, maybe I'll get out there praying that I'll get out there next year and I'll get to see you again because it's been a few years since we've seen each other. So Yes, we need, we need to top up on that. Yes, we need to fix that. So, Michael, would you like to tell folks where they might be able to find out more about you? Well, yeah, and I... And your hope, love goo. You know, no, your Lord, love no. goo. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I hope, you know, and maybe I should start making plans, because I would like to get out there, because I've never met either of you in person. Uh, the only people from my podcasting world I've ever met was Jeff and Julie on Sci-Fi Tech Talks. I would Julie like to get there. out there. Yeah, I know. She's one of the the uh, pre- uh, presenters, so yeah, I would like to, and maybe next year because you know I don't know if maybe if that cheapskate down in Australia would save up some money, maybe he could come up here too, so we could have the whole geekiest show ever uh, gang together here uh, and do something. But uh, no, that's that's kind of a dream. But you know, if you do want to, you know. You know find out more about my love goo and god help you if you do um <laughs> you can find me on twitter at dsc chipman and i have an about.me page at about.me slash mike mcpeak that's m-c-p-e-e-k thank you folks uh and yeah go give mike a follow and 
see where his love goo goes. I, I think he needs to change his handle to love goo because it's easier <laughs> to spell. That's true. It would be a lot easier. Yeah, um, I don't know if I'd like what would come with it, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but anyway, folks, if you want to find out more about me, you can always follow me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A or go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. Uh, if you want to find out more about the show, go to geekiestshowever.com. Reviews and comments in iTunes are always welcome, and thank you to all of those that have done that. Well, folks, we certainly hope you've enjoyed listening to the show this week and as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. And again, a big thank you to Melissa for being on the show, and we will not let it be so long again before you join us, Melissa. Folks, remember this. If you do nothing else between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. Hug a geek. Except Mark. Lisa Pacelli, Suze Gilbert, Vicky Stokes, women, savvy, geeks, three geeky ladies, technology from a female perspective. <laughs>